Well, hey, good morning and welcome. It's the Patriot Radio News Hour, Thursday, January 5, 2017. Welcome, welcome, welcome. My name's Homer Lopez. What do we do? The physical delivery of gold and silver. So easy. Give us a call, 1-800-951-0592. The lovely Arlene is in today to take your phone call, answer your questions, walk you through your order. Go check us out online as well at allamericangold.com. Point and click. It's that simple. Take a look at the product and then get the news to disturb the comfortable. Well, we don't tell you what to think, but we certainly give you something to think about. As always, this show is brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group and its CEO and owner. He's the man who grinds it out morning, noon, night, weekly. He just wants to keep you in the know. His name is Joe Jaquin, and it's thir- Hey, man, how are we? How are we doing? I thought there's a lot of reports that came out today. Tons of reports. Per- there's so much stuff All kinds out of there. things going on. Big rally. Uh, you know, I thought it was going to happen right after the Fed announcement. I was a, I was a couple weeks early. You're a little early, I was man. a little early, but this is turning into the new trend. The best time to get into the gold and silver markets is that right at the beginning of the year. Because the Fed has been playing this whole thing where they only raise rates in December, and, and then you have the big rallies, because really it's kind of the uh, sell the rumor, but then you got to buy the actual news. Right, and the actual news is you better be buying gold and you better be buying silver. Uh, gold's up almost twenty right now, eleven hundred eighty-three dollars and fifty cents. Let's just round it up, eleven hundred eighty-four. Uh, silver's right behind sixteen dollars seventy-five cents. Uh, the Dow is down sixty-one points this morning, and we've got a just a great. We got a great special. We've got a great show all lined up for you. Uh, Sears in Macy's dominating the headlines. Even I was caught off guard. I, I, I Again, I don't know what we're going to do with all of this vacant space. We got that. We had jobs data out. We had, Just all kinds of stuff. And and I'm just going to say I think Donald Trump's going to tweet his way to sixteen hundred dollar gold. How about that? How about that? How about that? I'm here to tell you, man. His and he's right. Listen, and I'm going to say this: all positive things, but this is the price that's going to be paid. And what I mean by that is, hey, we want it back now. We want the jobs back. We want our borders back. We want our country back. Enough of this, uh, you know, I don't know, this media liberal bias. Enough, we're done, we've had it. That does not work. You know, I saw this this video. I don't know if you guys saw this video of these two twins that were in their room. Did you see this video? No, I, I, hadn't, I, seen I the hadn't video. Seen it yet, huh? Then there was this dresser, and they had pulled out the drawers to the dresser, and it looked like didn't really look like there was anything, you know, a whole lot of stuff in the dresser. And like kids do, they climbed on this dresser, and the dresser fell. This sounds like it's not going to be a good story. Well, it, like, I mean, it traps one of the kids. He's trapped underneath the dresser. And the other one isn't. 
And at first he tried to get the kid out, you know, tried to move the, the brother, dress, tried to help, tried, get tried to help his other, tried to lift it, tried to put. Then then he climbed on top of it for a while. You know, he's a kid. Yeah, I tried. Yeah, you know, I think I'm going to climb on top of this. And then uh, eventually he does help him out and lifts it up enough to where the other brother can come out. Right? And everyone's oh how cute and all this and that. You know what was amazing? is these parents had installed these cameras in the house, you know, in the room. And you can you can see the one kid is crying, you know, the one that was trapped and all that. I mean, sure. Right, they, instead of actually, you know, first two things come to mind. Just because you put a camera in, you still have to pay attention, people. Right, number no one. No doubt about it, yeah. Right? It's not, I, I mean, if he uh, tried to lift it up himself, obviously nobody was looking at the right. monitor. That num- number two, what are we doing? Right? This is going to be the new thing, right? Oh, camera in every room. Everything's on 24-7, right? This is the, the environment that we want to do, and this is, you know, somehow re- we're supposed to replace parenting, and then I saw, I don't know if it was GM or Ford or Someone's invited, uh, has a car now that'll take selfies. Did you see this? I did not see that either. No. That's the big selling piece. Hey, guess what? When you buy this car, we can take a selfie and it can get everybody in every seat. Why? Begs the question, why? Why do you need a selfie of everybody in the seat? (laughs) It's actually Chrysler. What they're trying to do is to get the millennials to buy minivans. Get them to buy. The, the whole camera thing, right? We, we got an eye on our kids. We're not actually watching them. Once again, we're pursuing likes on Facebook and on everything else by being able to take our own picture and post it out there on the interweb. I, really? You know what's really funny about that, Double? I'll tell you this. When I was home in Idaho, my brother had security. Now these security systems that are set up, you know, the UPS guy drops off your package, and there's a camera there that sees it. Okay, and say he's in Texas from Idaho, live, visiting Texas. If the guy rings the doorbell, my brother from Texas on his phone answers the guy. Hey, just leave the package. Oh there. yeah, I've seen these commercials. It's amazing. It's true. I mean, the, his security system that he had installed over the holidays was, I mean, amazing. Now my question to your brother is: If he's somewhere else, when the guy comes to steal the package, what, what is, is he going to do? He's just going to get to see him do it. <laughs> <laughs> Pacer Radio News. We got a great show today. Don't touch that dial. Pacer Radio News Hour. Double J in the love. Welcome, everybody. This is a selfie-free show. That's nope. not true. I've taken a couple in here. You have? <laughs> you have? I have. You don't know what? about it. Oh, yeah. I turn around, I look at the camera, click, it's that easy. It's that easy. Sometimes it's not safe, especially if you're driving. And thanks to Chrysler, our millennials now can drive down the street in the safety of their I minivan. promise I will not look at any of them. In the safety of their minivan, and apparently there's going to be a button on the steering wheel that says, everybody say cheese. <laughs> click. <laughs> click. I just, Wow. I don't know. Technology, man, it, it's important that we are able to take selfies. It's important. I don't know why, what the importance is, but it's important. Again, 
right? It has to do with all these stupid participation trophies that people actually think that people care. I don't care that you're driving to the store and you're Chrysler. And I really don't want to see it if you're driving to the beach for vacation while I'm actually working. I don't want to see that. Wait, am I there? Am I having fun? Don't no. Care. Don't care. Then I don't care. I don't know. Call me crazy. Speaking of, uh, well, I'll just lay it out for you. And I, and I, I said this the other day, inflation is coming. A lot of it because it has to. They know it. You know it. I know it. The Federal Reserve really knows it. They released their minutes from the December meeting. And that happened uh, yesterday afternoon after the markets were closed. And, you know, they're talking about, oh, they went from two hikes to three hikes, right? Maybe. I don't think it's going to happen. But the one thing that really was apparent was, uh uh-oh, Trump's going to want it all back. He means it. He's going to lower taxes. He's going to increase spending. The debts are going to explode. He's going to shame these companies into bringing the jobs back. Which is what, what is that going to do? It's going to make stuff cost more. That's just how it works. And this is going to lead to a huge pickup in inflation. And really, that's not true. They want you to think that's true. The real reason that we're going to get inflation is because they continue to print money out of thin air. Because they brought interest rates down to zero and left them there for almost a decade. Because they took their balance sheet and added $4 trillion to it. Because we got a national debt of $20 trillion. By the way, did you see another pension blew up? Which one now? This was the, the iron workers' pension. They're all having to vote. I think the vote's either tomorrow or next week. Hey, either we're going to turn your your pension into the government and force mandatory cuts, or all of you can vote to approve. And I want to say they're all gonna, they're going to lose twenty percent, just like that. Woo, gone. You're going to start taking twenty percent less, and and get ready because I I told you this too. 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020, you're going to see more pensions explode than you ever thought. You, you don't even realize that they're out there. Uh, the big news of the day had to be jobs. Today, it's the first of the first week of the year. We had the private sector. Normally, that comes out on Wednesday because of the holiday came out today. ADP said U.S. companies reported only a modest gain in jobs for the month of December. 153,000, which was well below expectations. The favorite job again? Yes, restaurants, right? The, the waitresses and the bartenders. And 
I think we're going to see that actually come to an end this year, but we'll get to that in a minute. High-paying jobs, uh, they only added 24,000 of the 153,000. Only 24,000 of them were good jobs. All the rest of them, not so good. Manufacturing lost another 9,000. Even construction. They've been telling how great the construction market is. Lost 2,000 jobs. Now, one of the things, now, Homer, correct me if I'm wrong, but Janet Yellen keeps talking about how great this jobs market is. Does she not? Continuously, yeah. Right, it was in the Fed minutes again, how strong this jobs market is. And look how low the unemployment rate is, right? I mean, those are things that they keep saying. So I'm confused. Because here's how the numbers went down comparing 2015 to 2016. In 2015, ADP said 209,000 jobs a month were created. This year, or well, I guess I should say last year now, so 2015, 2009, 2016, it went down. Down to 174,000. So, I mean, if the job market was getting better, now I know I only went to public school, but wouldn't that number have been going up instead of going down? You'd think. You would think. So in actuality, here is how it shook out. This great jobs market was creating, what, 35,000 less jobs a month, every month? And then you factor in, you know, what I think is going to happen now, because, you know, we had 19 states raise the minimum wage. We have a lot of restaurants. I think you're going to see a lot of restaurants cool off. Right, a lot more closing, but the big news has to be, I don't know if you, you saw it or not, Macy's announced they're closing 68 stores. Yeah, they've got big uh, downsizing That's plans for 2007. number. How many employees did it say? Well, they're, they're going to fire 10,000 employees. And then and and in the so in these sixty eight there's ten thousand employees. Now some of them are going to get offered other jobs at other Macy's. But then I started looking at the closings and I, and you know they're they're they seem to be. I'm like, well, what if there's no other? <laughs> you just closed all the Macy's around. But this is how they do it. Then they'll offer you. Well, we'll offer you this. Now, granted, it's a hundred miles away. Sorry, you're gonna have to pick up and move. Which, if you're working at Macy's, you're probably not doing that. But then they said they're also going to lay off another six thousand. They're they're cutting, they're gutting management as well, in addition to the store closing. And then Sears, they already said they were going to be closing like thirty-eight stores last week, closing another hundred and fifty stores. Sears announced this morning that they were going to shutter another 150 Sears and Kmarts. We still have to hear from Nordstrom's, Kohl's, and J.C. Penney. 
who all are reported horrible sales. And my question is, what are the, what's going to happen to all of these properties? I mean, who who moves in to these Sears and these Kmart and these Macy's and these Kohl's and these Nordstrom's and these J.C. Who moves into those? And I'm going to say a majority of those times, all those those chains you just mentioned are the anchor of a mall. You this just don't it. replace an anchor for a mall. And then all of what all of those other little stores. The only reason people came to those little stores because they were the other folks were shopping at the anchor first. It's how those malls work. That they're, they're going to be devastated. It's going to be very very interesting. I know that uh, as we sit here and we we try to think about what it is that's going to happen, and then you think about. Here in just two days, just two days, you had over 200. And these are like the biggest stores around, right? I mean, these are, what, 100,000 square foot stores? Absolutely. Some are a little bigger, some a little smaller, but these are big, big stores that are now saying that they're, they're getting ready to be vacant. And I don't know how all of this is supposed to play out. I really don't. You know, they keep talking about the consumer and consumer spending. Yeah, a lot of people order from, you know, we, we talked about the packages. My wife's an Amazon expert. But what, what they don't factor in. You know, they used to say it about the uh, these good jobs, these manufacturing jobs. That one manufacturing job created four other jobs. Right, because if you had the big plant working, right, during lunch, people would go eat at the restaurants around the plant. After work, people would go have what? They'd go have a few cocktails, or maybe they'd go have dinner at places around that business. Or maybe they were going to stop off, what, and pick up food to bring home for the kids, or whatever it may be. And it created all of these extra jobs. And Homer just brought up a great point. Well, if, I, if I'm just going to, instead of going to Macy's, I'm going to buy it online. Well, guess what? Now I'm not going to stop at the Mexican restaurant. I'm not going to go to McDonald's. I'm not going to have to go put gas in the car. I'm not going to have to do this or I'm not going to do that. And you sit there and you start thinking about how many other jobs are going to be lost because of it. And I think the number is far greater than anyone wants you to believe. And you start thinking about what has been the big job growth, the big engine that these these people keep bragging about. You know, they keep saying it over and over again to try to get you to believe that it was actually true. We actually created, what, 350, uh, call it 400,000 less jobs this year. 400,000 less jobs created in 2016 versus 2015, and they want you to believe that we've got the best jobs. Wrong matter of fact, the real number, 420,000. 420,000 less jobs. And yet they're trying to make you believe it's gotten better. 
right? It's just like the debt, a trillion. Nobody even talked while I talk about it. You hear that anywhere? I looked at the paper today. It wasn't even in the paper. No. Wasn't even in it. Nah. Nah. It's only a trillion. I don't know what Double gets excited about. But call me when it's two and three trillion. What's going to happen? And, you know, when you start to think about all of the things, and I and I was going through the Fed minutes, and I'm and I'm listening, and I'm listening, and I'm reading, and I'm listening to these people try to comment about what they think the Federal Reserve means. And today, the answer was pretty simple. As you saw, a huge rally in gold and silver, because the answer is the Fed doesn't know what to do. They're trapped. You know what's so funny is they're trapped. Right in their, in their own doing, and now they don't know what to do. You know, I have a thought. I just want to digress just for a second. When we talk about these anchor stores leaving, the ripple effect of who they were paying that rent to—what happens to them? Well, guess who? You know, why do you think all these pensions are going under? Patriot Radio News Hour halftime on a Thursday. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Mrs. Schlafly was a courageous and articulate voice for traditional values and common sense for more than 70 years. Now, from the Phyllis Schlafly Center Studios, here's Ryan Haidt. Donald Trump promised to drain the swamp when he reached the White House, but Washington's swamp creatures are putting up a heck of a fight. The people who inhabit the permanent government are doing their best to resist and obstruct the kind of change that Trump promised. A good example is the furious reaction to the news that Trump accepted a 10-minute courtesy call from the president of Taiwan. As if on cue, Washington-based pundits and so-called experts erupted with criticism of Trump for taking the call, and some even warned that it could provoke war with China. Taiwan is a free and independent nation of 24 million Chinese people who live on an island off the Chinese coast. Ever since Jimmy Carter, U.S. presidents have refused to extend diplomatic recognition to Taiwan, whose official name is the Republic of China, preferring to do business with the Communist People's Republic on the mainland. As we've learned to expect, Trump responded to his critics on Twitter. Did China ask us if it was okay to devalue their currency, making it hard for our companies to compete, or to heavily tax our products going into their country, and the U.S. doesn't tax them, or to build a massive military complex in the middle of the South China Sea? I don't think so, he said. The uproar inside the Beltway over Taiwan's telephone call is a skirmish in the coming battle over global trade. No matter which party wins elections, Washington is still the place where foreign lobbyists can gain access to the lucrative American market through one-sided trade deals. The Taiwanese telephone call came right after the carrier coup, a deal brokered by the president and vice president-elect to save nearly 1,000 manufacturing jobs in Indiana from moving to Mexico. Trump astounded even his critics by redeeming a campaign promise so quickly, even before he's inaugurated. Trump's decisive handling of the carrier crisis recalls the way President Reagan, in his first weeks in office, dealt with the illegal strike by air traffic controllers. George Shultz said that was Reagan's most important foreign policy decision because it showed America's enemies that our president meant what he said and his words were to be taken seriously. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. 
What should we expect from a Donald Trump White House? Will President Trump elevate and advance conservative ideals? At PSEagles.com, you have complete access to our Phyllis Schlafly Eagles news updates, commentaries, and blogs. Add your own comments at PSEagles.com. Thanks for listening, and join us next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome back, Patriot Radio News Hour on a Thursday. Uh, gold's up uh, eighteen, nineteen dollars today. Eleven hundred. Right now, it's at eleven hundred eighty-four dollars. Uh, today's special U.S. twenty-dollar liberties. These are the series from eighteen sixty-six to nineteen oh seven. It's amazing to think about. This was twenty bucks back then. Twelve hundred and ninety-five dollars. Which, when you think about what one hundred and ten, hundred eleven dollars over spot, just fantastic pricing. If you buy ten, I'm going to throw in the shipping, and. I'm going to give you 10 different dates. So not only are you going to be able to buy liberties at a fantastic price, but then you're going to get some, you're going to get, you know, 1870s, 1880s, 1890s, a couple of 1900s. And this is this is really where you want to be in this market. You start thinking about not only is this the time to be buying, right? The January is now proving to be the the month that you want to get involved. But then you start piecing together what the Federal Reserve is so worried about. The ISM data came out today. The biggest jump in inflation in a decade. And, and we're starting to see now all of the what all of the side effects, the things that the Federal Reserve didn't want you to know about, starting to come home to roost. And and really, I'm saying inflation probably going to be worse than that. See, we had the inflation in the '70s. We had the deflation of the '30s. Right and and of course the Federal Reserve both times oh what an awful right what an awful no we're just trying to fix it and all of their fixes have always been the same print more money go into more debt and print more money well the more debt part is relatively new for the Fed not new for the government. But now we're going to be entering into this this a whole new era where I think we're going to see rising inflation. And we've already seen it. You already know. I don't care what they say. Right? They try to change it and make it appear better than what it is. But we know. But you're not going to see the big GDP growth. Right, and I think we're entering into a whole new era, a stagflation era. In other words, 
prices are rising, but the, the job growth isn't. Prices are rising, but GDP isn't. Right? You start thinking about you know what happened in Dallas with the police and the firefighters. California, right? All of the pensioners there. You start thinking about now it's the iron workers. Right? Now all of a sudden they've got to take less. You look at what's happening with Social Security, right? Everybody, nobody gets any more money. And you start thinking about, now you start thinking about Macy's, Sears, Penny's, Kohl's, even Target and Walmart. And you start thinking, Homer said the whole thing, where do you think all of these properties are? None of them are, it's not like they're paid for. They're not paid for. It's just like uh, J.C. Penney. They just sold their corporate office. How do you think that corporate office got bought? Think someone wrote a check out of their? Oh, hey, I've I've just got an extra, you know, ten billion dollars laying around in my checkbook. Let me just write you a check. That didn't happen. Right, Wall Street, you know, put it in a pretty little bow chopped it up into a thousand pieces and it's in your mutual funds it's in your 401ks and your iras it's in the pensions right the pensions really own most a lot of this so you got that going for you but here's another reason why and you know it's something where we need to shine the light on where the problem really is and for me, the answer is simple. It's a banking problem. It's a banking problem. What, what, you're like, what do you mean by that? What do you mean double the banking problem? Let me ask you, when the big crisis hit, who did they bail out? Uh, that would be the bank, Bob. That would be the banks. Why? Because there was a banking problem. Because they're on this whole thing. You know, they keep talking about this 2% inflation, which is really currency devaluation, just called a different name. And I've been telling you, wait until rates are rising, not because they want them to, but because they have to. We don't even know where all the bodies are buried. The Federal Reserve owes, owns $4.5 trillion worth of stuff. What is it? Nobody knows. Right? So it's mortgages. It's, I don't know. Is it Sears and... <laughs> hopefully it's not Sears and Kmart property. We have no idea. Controversial legislation is starting to come around. And this is something where I think I think we've got our best shot maybe in the last hundred years. Representative Thomas Massey and Senator Rand Paul from Kentucky have reintroduced legislation to audit the Federal Reserve. Such a proposal, which has been vocally 
and vehemently opposed by Federal Reserve Chairman Janet Yellen, may face its best odds ever of becoming law. And I'm going to tell you right now, this needs to be the law. You know, they sit there and they try to say, we need our independence. We don't have to kowtow to anybody. And, and the, the realities are, if anybody needs to be over, you know, babysat, it's the bankers. Right? Just go to the Better Business. What institutions have more complaints than any other? It's the bank. We're going to talk about that and what it means for gold next. Gold's now up 20, 1185, 30. Rally! U.S. $20 gold pieces, 12.95. And when you buy 10, I'm going to throw in the shipping, and you're going to get 10 different dates at 800 9510592 if this passes talking about the audit the fed bill i i, I just that'll look probably hundred maybe a thousand dollars to gold because the reason why they don't want to be audited is because when you audit something, you know, and I used to do this, believe it or not. When uh, I was working for a subsidiary of IBM, and I was going to these supermarket chains, a lot of these chains, by the way, been gobbled up, right? They only had a couple hundred stores. They only had 50, 80, 90, whatever. Can't even be a, a competitor anymore, and they're all gone. But one of the ways that they used to pay for my services is my company, if I came out to see you, it was 180 bucks an hour. I mean, think about this. This was in the late 90s. $180 an hour plus all my expenses, my flight, my rental car, my hotel, my meals. If I went to the movies, they paid for it. And I would go through and I would sit in their accounting department. And I'd find them thousands and thousands. One company, I went in and found them $100,000 in about three hours. There you go. They're happy right. you're there. That's why right. they're paying you what they pay you. Auditing. And this is the thing of, of that is now making its way as the bill has been reintroduced. Both both chambers controlled by the Republicans. President-elect Trump, of course, you know what he feels about the central bank. Matter of fact, Rand Paul specifically mentioned Trump in a statement about the bill yesterday, making clear the measures proponents believe they have an ally in their cause coming to the White House. The U.S. House has responded to the American people by passing the Audit the Fed bill multiple times. 
and President-elect Trump has stated his support for the audit. Let's send him the bill, and let's send this to Congress. And this is a bill we need it done. Because if we ever really want to fix it, right, we've got to shine the light on the problem. Right, we've got to go in and find out what exactly is all of these derivatives. What are all of these dark pools? How much debt do all of these banks really have? And let me ask you this. Tier 1, Tier 2, Tier 3, is there really such a thing? Just ask Donald Trump, has there ever been a debt that somebody couldn't walk away from? Right? Remember one of the things Donald Trump said as he was running, hey, I know debt. Right? Debt is negotiable. And this is exactly what we need to find out. And I think we are going to see, because this is, I'm not telling you, it's coming. I think we're going to see stagflation like the world has never seen. And you know what? Quite honestly, when they read the history books, they'll be like, what? You really didn't see this coming? Kind of like the dot-com bubble, right? Everybody's like, what do you mean, Alan? You didn't see it? The housing crash? Right? Remember, we played, I don't even know how many times we played the Ben Bernanke in August, right before the crash. Talking about how he didn't see any problems in the housing market, and the Fed was going to raise rates again, and the rates were like at five and a quarter. Before before the year even ended, Wall Street won't open Monday if they don't bail us out. When we sit there and we talk about how do we fix a problem, and I think everybody out there can agree, we've got a problem. 95 million people aren't in the workforce. 45 million people are on food stamps. We have a problem. Well, I, I, I believe that there's, there's a, uh, you know, against the idea of the audit. Why? Because, like you said at the beginning of your statement here, they're going to shine a light on it. But what else is going to be exposed? That's what exactly else right. is out what, there? what is it? And really what we're going to find out is exactly what our founding fathers knew all along. And you read the writings of Jefferson, and you start to understand the dangers. You know, they used to call the money changers. Those are the bankers of giving them this power. And not only did we give them the power, we said, oh, by the way, you police yourself. Right? It's, no, like, no, it's like letting the wolf guard the hen house. Oh, you know what, Mr. Wolf? You know, you're a good guard dog. You won't eat those chickens. Right? We know what they actually do, don't we? 
Patriot Radio News Hour, a final segment coming up. Final segment of the week. Talking about now the audit, the Fed bill, and I think they're right. This is the best chance we've had, maybe ever. And, you know, you, you sit there and you think about all of the, you know, you hear all of these people, oh, you can't do this and you can't do that, right? All of the debt pushers, they don't want an audit. You know, the funny part is, if you were like, absolutely, yeah, we run a tight ship here. Bring it on. Think about the confidence that would give the whole world. Right, if Janet Yellen was like, absolutely, we'd be happy to. We want to open them all up. Come on in. Matter of fact, we should do this every year. But that's not what they say. Right, matter of fact, what they say, what they they come up with idiots. I don't know what auditing has to do with them uh, raising rates or not. Right, or or any of these other things. They say, oh, no, well, it will somehow... Uh, Make us do things that that will compromise our decision-making. It's just an audit. We just simply want to know, where's all the money going? How much debt is there? Who owns it all? You know, stuff like that. Who are you accountable to? Well, that's the other part. They don't want to be accountable to anybody, do they? Right. Hey, once we let you audit us, See, we're accountable right. to somebody. Heaven forbid you be accountable to the American public. And that's really what the fear is. They don't want to be accountable to you and I. And really, when you start to really think about it, you start to really understand all of this is coming. Just as sure as I'm sitting here, stagflation's coming. The end of paper money is coming. And I think all of that's going to what? Hopefully get us to the point where maybe, maybe we can get rid of the Federal Reserve and go back to sound money. And if we ever did that, boy, if you had held it before that happened, you'd be in the driver's seat. U.S. $20 gold pieces, $1,295. Buy 10 or more, I throw in the shipping and you get 10 different dates at 800-951-0594. That is uh, 0592. I don't know where the four came out of. Was that a niner? 1-800-951-0592. I was going to say four again. 0592. <laughs> it's been a long show, so it's been a quick show. A uh, quick look here before we head out. Uh, gold's 1184. Uh, silver's at 1667. The Dow is down 112 points. The S&P's down nine. The Nasdaq is down six. Uh, on news, we had bad jobs data, huge store closing announcements today, and then the, maybe the worst piece of data was the inflation inside of the ISM report. Of the highest levels in over a decade. Make sure you take the time. Put some more gold and silver away. 
and let's hope that we've got a little more time than I think. Patriot Radio News Hour. Got one more show tomorrow before the weekend. Everyone take care. Enjoy the rest of your Thursday.